Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. Okay, we're talking about the atheist and the agnostic in the post-Christian Western world. You know, no matter what their reasons or how they approach the question, agnostics and atheists are fundamentally very different but non-exclusive. Many people who adopt the label of agnostic simultaneously reject the label of an atheist, even if it technically applies to them. So what we have to do first off is kind of break out what is an atheist. Well, you know, an atheist is anyone who doesn't believe in any gods. This is a simple concept, but it's also widely misunderstood. And for that reason, there's a variety of ways to state it. But atheism is a lack of belief in gods, the absence of the belief in gods, the disbelief in gods, not believing in gods. That's I don't know how many other different ways I could put it, but you know the, the, the most precise definition is uh, that an atheist is anyone who does not affirm the proposition of at least one God exists. So, so uh, you know, I don't want to hammer it too far, but that's, you know, the sense of what, what an atheist is. Now, what is an agnostic? Well, that's someone who doesn't claim to know whether any gods exist or not. And so that's also uh, pretty uncomplicated, but they also are often misunderstood. The major problem is, is that atheism and agnosticism both deal with questions regarding the, the existence of a god or several gods. Um, you know, whereas atheism involves what a person does or does not believe, agnostic involves what a person does or does not know. And so they have the belief and the knowledge, they're related, but they're very separate. So the agnostic is not close the door on the idea that there is a God that exists, but they just don't know. And so, um, you know, there's a simple test if you want to tell if anyone's agnostic or not. Do you you know for sure if there are any gods exist? If if they're not an agnostic, but a, a theist, do you know for sure what gods do or even can uh, or even cannot exist and if you're not agnostic but an atheist. So everyone who can uh, cannot answer yes to one of those questions is a person who may or may not believe in uh, a one or more gods. So let's just not go too far with that. <laughs> but agnostics uh, and uh, ace, agnostic atheist and an agnostic theist also are categories that we have to look like. So uh, 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 an agnostic atheist doesn't believe in any gods, while an agnostic theist believes in the existence of at least one god. However, both do not make the claim to have the knowledge to back up the belief. So fundamentally, there's still some question of why they're agnostic. So an agnostic theist agrees that there may be a god, but they're not really sure about that. Uh, they don't have any facts to back it up. And so this, you know, this seems to be a really difficult, contradictory uh, process trying to go into it, but but it's really not. It's actually quite easy and logical. And uh, whether one believes or not, that they can also be comfortable in not claiming to know for sure that it's either true or false. So it occurs in many different topics as well as the belief is not the same uh, uh, basic knowledge. Now, you know, to break it out further, the reason I really went into this show is because we're moving into a world that is becoming less and less religious. Um, even looking at the Christian uh, churches, often many of them are not, uh, they don't have doctrine. Or if they do have a doctrine, they won't, they usually are just have a theme of what the church is all about. And so it's it's kind of interesting in this uh, world that we live in that people, uh, some people find it a relief that they're, that they don't have, um, you know, a belief in a God and others feel troubled by it and others just seem to have the question. But I can tell you, I am a Christian 
And I, and I do believe in God, and I understand just from my basic concept is that I find great comfort in that because there's a lot of issues in life that we cannot control. And when you are able to hand over to God, it's pretty amazing because oftentimes God takes several steps further than we would ever be able to do ourselves and gives you answers that are so far beyond what you would ever even expect and, and fabulous, uh, you know, just by getting that, you, you understand that there is a God. There is a God, and he really, when, when, he's play, when he's at play, he really seals the deal. He gets in there, and he helps us, and he treats us like, our children, like his children. But, you know, there's a lot of folks that struggle with the idea that, you know, you live and you die. And, uh, you know, what, what's next after that? Well, none of us truly have all of the answers. Um, Christianity solves a lot of problems by offering us the Bible, which just is filled with thousands, probably millions of books worth of knowledge in one simple book. And it's pretty incredible to have that kind of source. But but agnostics and atheists also have their own sense of what a Bible is. Um, You know, the bottom line is this struggle really goes back to the root of our humanity. It goes back to the root of why we believe. Well, the truth is, people really find their faith when they're struggling in life. That's when they actually discover their faith. It's pretty uh, known, well known, that people that seek uh, Christianity, seek any religion, they're, they're in pain. They're hurting in some area in their life, and it brings them to God. And in a sense, that's how they come together. They, they, they come and meet God at that point in their pain. And, and also people that are, are having struggles, financial, health struggles, all kinds of struggles, often bounce back into going back to God and developing that dialogue. And that's why when Jesus was on the planet, his, the people that he exposed his life to, the ones that he spent his energy with, were the, the poor the struggling, the people in pain. Um, he, he really didn't pay a whole lot of t- attention to people that weren't struggling. And so it's it's pretty amazing that his off, his life offered endless forgiveness for our sins in, in, in a sense that we don't we we just need to live a good life in his in his light, using his life as an example, as a role model. None of us are going to be able to do that completely uh, and just throw ourselves into uh, a Jesus-like life. But what we can do is try to make decisions that offer a sense of, of God or Jesus there. Now, with an agnostic or an atheist, what you're really struggling with, in, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, is that you own your own life. And, you know, we're here. We're all alone. And our life is our life, and we can make as many choices as we want, and our value systems don't have to follow any, any kind of degree. We can just make choices to do whatever we want at our own will. The problem is, is that people that don't operate with a moral standard of some type, some type of moral standards, oftentimes crash and burn and affect a lot of different people's lives. Um, you know, it, 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 it isn't surprising that young adults have their questions about God, especially when you consider, you know, some of the study results that 38% of, of atheists are ages 18 to 29. But, you know, it do- doesn't surprise me how stumped the self, uh, you know, the, the agnostic seems when you ask them, what did you do for God this week? And, and it's a question that, that uh, some people uh, don't ask. And so when you hear that question for the first time, the reality is uh, that many people have done nothing for God. In fact, they could they uh, couldn't remember the last time they'd done something with a greater being in mind. And so, you know, coming from a Christian perspective, what that means is that we're basically living our life grateful to God for giving it to us and everything in our life is a gift to us for us to appreciate in our lifetime and to do something greater to help other people with those gifts. And so, you know, it, it, the conclusion is, is that we have a purpose in our life. We have a, dry, a, a driving spirit in our life to serve others and to help other people. 
Whereas from an agnostic and an atheist perspective, it's more about what I can accomplish for me in this life. And so thematically, it, it, it's kind of empty in many regards because it doesn't offer a sense of, of coming to grips with yourself and being able to say that this life is so much bigger than, than I am. And, you know, who am I to not question myself? You know, the, the bottom line is a lot of people, for some reason, instinctually know there's a God. But many people choose to deny and move alongside of it and not really deal with it. And so, you know, today people are caught up in so many different uh, forms of communication. Uh, not many of them verbal, <laughs> by the way. But the bottom line is, is that a lot of folks are caught up in, in their life trying to uh, struggle to get by. And oftentimes they don't want to make time for another uh, pondering question or, or, uh, or a uh, theory of life having something to do with a God because they're afraid that many of the things that they've done in this life could never be forgiven. And that's just not true. But the point of, of the question is, are you really agnostic and don't feel like you know or shouldn't do something things with your life? Should you pray? Should you seek results? Should you study theological literature? Um, should you do that before you make that choice or not? Um, I think it's a good idea too, but most people won't. When they go down that avenue, they go down that avenue and come from it from different uh, perspectives. And if you're going to be you know, agnostic or an atheist, you're either going to come from a uh, a sense of perspective of logic, or you're going to come at it as a sociological aspect, or you're going to come at it at a religious aspect, there, or a political aspect, a purposeful aspect, a philosophical aspect, a psychological aspect. But not all people are going to come at it from all of those different angles. They're not all going to meet and, and, and come to a conclusion using all those different angles. But if you did use all those different angles, you'd have a sense of a better perspective of how to make a decision in your life about whether you're going to be agnostic or an atheist. You know, if you're a non-believer, you know, don't pick up arguments with some of you feel uh, superior to or point to a well-documented ugliness of religion. Instead, see how your arguments hold up. Uh, for real scholars of God and try experiencing God through passages of theology just to get a flavor for it. And so some people get so entrenched in their perspectives that they really forget to try to honestly uh, advocate for their position. It's so easy to pick the Bible apart because, you know, you've got this damning, condemning God, uh, killing people, you know, you know, flooding the earth, doing all kinds of terribly destructive things when people don't do it his way. And then all of a sudden you've got this New Testament where everybody's forgiven and God's just full of love and joy. The The truth is it's the same God in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The problem is with the Old Testament, God had to meet people where they were at. He had to meet people in the way they would understand because they did not have books and literature and all these things uh, to, to be able to learn from. People just simply uh, were more about deeds, more about food, more about safety, more about uh, you know comfort, um, and, and less about knowledge. And so they left that to, to, the, to the other to the people that wanted to be in the stricter uh, uh, secular type of religions. And so the bottom line is is that people, uh, oftentimes just kind of venture through life. And that was why God had to introduce himself in a way they would really see. And so, you know, if we're going to look at, at, at this perspective of an agnostic and an atheist, what we really have to, to understand is where is the root of it? Well, and, you know, the, the word atheist and the word agnostic are words that are often used together or cited in similar contexts. Um, but agnostic comes from a Greek word meaning unknown or unknowable. And it means a person who does not have a, a definite belief about whether God exists or not, or more broadly, a person who does not believe or is unsure of something. Whereas an atheist 
comes from Greek, which is a, an a meaning, which is not or without, or and theos means God. So in English, it simply means a person who believes that God does not exist is what an atheist is. So, you know, if you're going to approach uh, an atheist, it's important to understand um, that we don't want to be arguing with somebody who believes that way. And so what we're going to talk about in the next sex, uh, segment is where their perspectives are, how what they do believe in, and how to approach them and have a decent, uh, really good dialogue of understanding, uh, because they have a lot to offer, too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Let's come back. on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the atheists and the agnostic in the post-Christian Western world. You know, in approaching an atheist, the vast majority of people want to avoid offending other people and knowing what someone does or doesn't believe uh, can help you uh, not be offensive. It can easily know what some people believe. You know, lots of people display their beliefs by wearing certain clothing, jewelry, some use language that shows their faith, some openly pray, offer blessings. You know, identifying atheists can be a lot more difficult uh, and even agnostics because they have an absence of any of the things that commonly show faith is an obvious part of their life. But not every person who worships a god advertises it. So, you know, the big deal is remove your preconceptions. Atheists don't worship the devil. They don't believe in any devils more than any gods. They aren't axe murderers. They don't want to get in the way of your religious practices. 
And, 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 you know, looking at that, atheists can be very spiritual people seeking answers to the same great questions that all of us do. The main difference is that they just don't happen to find those answers in any gods. So understanding why you want to know if someone is an atheist, you'll have a much better uh, a time of it getting atheists to come out to you by showing that you're interested in a different worldview from your own. And if you show that you're trying to gain converts, well, you'll, you, you'll have worse luck because that's, that's an agenda. And when people have an agenda when they're having a conversation, um, it, they're going to have less of a chance to have any type of influence. You also want to understand that they are most easily identified by what they do. Some don't attend worship services, although some do for a community aspect. Uh, they might not celebrate purely religious holidays like Easter, but they might, for tradition's sake, celebrate that time of year at a as a public holiday. And when someone is hurting, they may say, you're in my thoughts, as opposed to you're in my prayers. And in general, their behavior shows a marked absence of reliance on a higher power. It's also good to ask some questions about their life in general for clues, if appropriate. You know, if you're often in social situations where their small talk goes on, you can ask subtle, inoffensive questions that might reveal that someone has a religion or they don't. For instance, you could ask, you know, what are your plans for the weekend? If they say they're going to church on Sunday, it's very unlikely they're an atheist. But if you, you, you still shouldn't assume, though, around religious times of year, such as uh, uh, Christmas, uh, asking about plans for the holidays could reveal some type of beliefs. You can also try to find out if someone is not an atheist by getting a group conversation going on well, where people were christened or baptized or led to or what they want to do for their children. You can also ask about people's spouses if you think it's appropriate. You know, lots of people are happy to describe their wedding day. Theoretically, it's, it's supposed to be the, the happiest day in your life. And those that get married in a religious service still have some type of faith in their life. And they're likely to be identified not as an atheist during the conversation. But, you know, understand that they tend to be skeptics in all areas of life. And it's likely that they take few things in blind faith. But you might meet the rare atheist who believes in everything but a god. You know, and, and they also might be comfortable um, with what they don't know. And with no way of knowing whether there's an afterlife, for example, they, they won't fill that void with something such as a deity. And so if all, you know, if, if you want to approach them, approach them in a non-loaded way. Whatever conclusions you come to, remember, you will only know if you ask. And you may work out uh, if someone's a Christian or assume they're an atheist only later to find out that they're Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist or whatever. And, uh, you know, there's a lot. And it's really interesting because working as a marriage family therapist, you come across people of all faiths. And what's really truly interesting about people of all faiths and even people that don't have faith at all or agnostic or atheist operating under a sense of just Christian values, that all of us tend to have that in common. And so it's really not that hard to do a non-secular type of counseling because the value systems that most of us operate by are fairly common and fairly good because it makes sense in operating through life to use those values, honesty, character, integrity, um, you know, trustfulness, being, being trustworthy, you know, th those are great values that we want to have, being consistent, uh, having good attitude, you know, having some uh, form of belief that people can, you know, migrate to and be able to associate with you and talk to you and, and not uh, be offensive. But, you know, let's go from an atheist perspective. Atheism is the belief that there are no God or God. So, um, you know, looking at that, uh, atheism really didn't emerge into uh, or ex expressed itself as a belief system until the Enlightenment. And so, you know, uh, Baron de uh, Holbach's the, the System of Nature was published in uh, 1782, and it, then it became more common to hear atheists admit their unbelief. And, and, uh, Marquis de Sade, I don't know if you uh, ever studied him back in 1791, you know, the, he said outright, there is no God. Nature uh, suffereth 
into ourselves. And in no uh, wise uh, hath she need of an author, that we don't need an author. Uh, we can author our own lives. And so that's basically what the atheist uh, point was back then. And uh, it was during that enlightenment that materialism became very important. And so um, we became, a lot of people in the West uh, became theists and deists because we would uh, gravitate and attach to objects or styles of clothing or certain type of people or certain type of cultures. And so basically people began attaching instead of to a god, but to materialism in life. And so there's been a lot of fight about that. You know, uh, we're, we're intelligent beings, and intelligent beings cannot have been uh, formed by a crude, blind, insensible being. There, there's certainly some difference between the ideas of Newton and, uh, you know, <laughs> Newton's intelligence came from uh, other intelligences, basically uh, what an atheist would say. And so, you know, we see out there in all of life, it's this beautiful machine, and, and uh Obviously, to, to people that uh, believe in God, they understand that it probably took a really good engineer to create this huge machine in our universe with great judgment and in un unbelievable knowledge. And so, you know, the words assuredly, you know, it's, it's admirable to go out there and just look at the pictures from the Hubble telescope. Look at all the wonderful discoveries we were seeing happen about our universe and how it all started and how, how things have formed and how things interrelate with each other. And it's just amazing that, um, you know, so many people in uh, countries uh, around the world uh, are convinced that they are atheists, 47% in China. 31% in Japan, Czech, Czech Republic, 30%, France, 29%, South Korea, 15%, Germany, 15%, Netherlands, 14%, you know, uh, and then if you look at just like Iceland and Australia and Ireland and Austria, they, they fall around the 10%. So it's recognized as a, an equivalency to a religion. And for the purposes of, of the First Amendment, and that's in America, um, you can't be fired for your religious beliefs. So, you know, atheists in America are more likely to be male and, the, and younger than the overall population. 67% are usually men. 38% are all our ages 18 to 29. And so a quarter, which is 20, about 26% of the self-professed atheists say they think of themselves as a spiritual person. And 3% can, can consider themselves religious people. And this is a Pew study that I'm quoting from, by the way. Many people in America claim to be atheists don't fit the conventional definition. And many who do choose not to self-identify as an atheist. You know, some people have a, a, a sexual, their sexual context of life. Maybe they're homosexual, you know, maybe they're bisexual, whatever the LGBT community, whatever, whatever they are they may feel that they're not accepted by God and so they turn to atheism or agnosticism as a way to accept the way that they are in this life. And the truth is, is that a lot of, that's why doctrine tends to be going away in the Christian faith in the United States because um, many of these religions can't reconcile uh, or faiths or churches can't seem to reconcile with the homosexual choices or the LGBT community. The good news is that universal approach is giving people a more Bible-based focus rather than doctrine, which is man-made. Doctrine is man-made. Uh, a more Bible-based focus, that means that learning from the Bible is what a lot of people do in church. And and learning about how God operates in our life in a hands-on way rather than trying to dictate uh, how we're supposed to live. You know, all atheists, they, the atheists believe, uh, once again, there's no God, but they, they, uh, they come in all kinds of political stripes, too. Some are Republicans, some are Democrat, probably some voted for, you know, a, a, a libertarian or somebody else, uh, independent, uh, Bernie Sanders, whatever. But uh, generally, you know, others don't think about religion at all, and still others think religion's fine, even a force for good. And so, personally, it's, it's fascinating that, uh, you know, people 
have, even if, they, even if they're an atheist or an agnostic, have a very strong belief in religious freedom, even though they may not believe in our religious beliefs about God. So they do believe in that, and they do fight for that. And it's definitely true that some atheists are angry at religion, uh, religious people, at the government, but, you know, but not every atheist is that way. You know, some are fabulously happy. Um, you know, just like all people, some are angry, some are happy, some are sad, some are, uh, you know, uh, feeling uh, some omniscience or all-powerful being created that the world for some purpose is just not in their in their makeup. So their moral compass may be a little bit different than someone that operates under a religious context, because from a religious context, we have to all be accountable not to the law, but to God. And so that's, that's a big difference there. You can say what you want about religious institutions like uh, churches and temples, but they do tend to help people out. You know, at least those people who believe in the right things. And, and so, you know, atheists and theists are not against that. Atheists and agnostics are not against that. Um, you know, they do believe in a sense that, you know, we all should be helping people. The problem is they don't have any organized way to approach that and help each other uh, do the better things in life through an atheist or an agnostic perspective. You know, if you're a religious person or a, a, a single, believe in a single God, you know, you may wonder why atheists get so bent out of shape by the fact that in God we trust appears on the money, but under God is a, is a pledge of allegiance. So, you know, some people is, as an atheist believe that the bill, the, the dollar bill should say there is no God. And, uh, and, and said, have the allegiance. Uh, I read this in an article, and I can't remember where it was, but and so I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. But is that we're uh, one nation under no God whatsoever, <laughs> and that should be in the in the pledge of allegiance. So you know, um, atheism and, and agnosticism are not our enemies. That is, as long as we're all. Um, trying to learn from each other and trying to gather information from each other. That's the big deal. And so we shouldn't be con uh, condemning anybody for not having a religious belief or no God belief. There's still people and there's still beautiful people and intelligent people and people that have so much to offer in life. It's just their motivators are a little bit different. And so that's okay. If we're all different, that's how we learn from each other. Okay, you know, um, atheists are not going away anytime soon. What, you know, the Christian majority has occasionally uh, welcomed atheism. Often uh, their, their presence has been met with ridicule, with anger, with derision. Uh, you know, displays may have been down. School groups have faced hostilities by teachers, administrators, board members have occasionally left uh, rather than listen to an atheist. Uh, speak and in incurring that kind of disrespect is a risk of standing up for what you believe in and standing up for what you don't believe in. But you know it's okay. Atheists tend to have thick skin, uh, which is good. But that doesn't mean all of them are going to. You know, some of these folks are people, and they need to be treated just like all of us, the same way, no matter what their belief is. And so you know, there's a big difference between private individuals promoting their religious beliefs and the government doing the same thing, this doesn't mean that the government cannot promote facts and ideas that are inconsistent with religious beliefs, but everybody in the United States has a right to practice their religion and to talk how great it is, even to try to get other people to believe in it too. And, and so atheists realize that, um, but as uh, basically at this point uh, in the parts of the population that they reside, they don't have an organizational structure to dictate how to be an atheist. That means they're their own individual, God forbid. That's a good thing. You know, um, they also believe, many of them, that it's a product, their atheism or, or agnosticism is a product of rational thinking. And uh, they, you know, they use uh, the idea that they believe in science to explain the evidence and the logic rather than a supernatural belief uh, underpinning their thinking. They just, because you believe in evidence-based scientific research, um, you know, that that's kind of the way they go. Now, my swipe at that is that 
faith leads to trust. And so the bottom line is, if you have faith in God, if you have faith and you want to have trust in someone, you have to give them faith first. And that person should be asking you for the faith. I need you to have faith in me. I'm not asking you to trust me, but I need you to have faith in me. And that is the soft ground where the argument is between the agnostic, the atheist, and the Christian, or any religion, is the fact that faith doesn't play a big role, but faith is a necessary ingredient to gain trust. And trust is a very, every argument you ever have in your life is going to be a trust issue. And so, the issue is, is that when Christians or, or religious people and atheists and, and agnostics get together, their sense of what faith is, is very, very different. And that usually is where the argument begins and where they lose trust in each other because each of them approaches faith in a different way. You know, most religious people actually do take a similar view of atheism, and this comes out of when uh, theologians and other theists speculate that it must be rather sad to be an atheist, but lacking you know, so much of the philosophical and the ethical and, and mythical uh, uh, fulfillments that religious people have access to um, are also approached by atheism, and, and even in a scientific way. And so, once again, let's roll back our sleeves and try to rethink how we respect people that have different views than we do. So let's talk about that when we come back and learn about more of where all this stuff comes from and uh, how to identify people that are, because I can list some people that actually are atheists out there. Come back. your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about atheism and agnosticism. You know, 
Thomas Nagel wrote a book in 1997. It's called The Last Word. And in that he wrote, you know, I want atheism to be true. And I'm uneasy by the fact that some of the most intelligent, well-informed people I know are religious believers. It isn't just that I don't believe in God naturally. I hope that I'm right in my belief, but it's that I hope there is no God. I don't want there to be a God. I don't want the universe to be like that. My guess is that the cosmic authority problem is not a rare condition, that it is responsible for much of the scientism and reductionism of our time. Interesting point. You know, that we all, whether you're a religious or not, you really do have a cosmic authority problem. And, you know, just by the fact that we're all, you know, <laughs> we're all uh, sinners in a Christian way, if you look at it, we're all going to, you know, what, what we believe, we tend to have the issue with authority, just like everybody else. You know, uh, once Christ enters your life from a perspective, you're enabled to get in the flow with this godly approach and submit yourself then to God and submit uh, another um, a part of ourselves to, to Christ, which is one with God and, and the Holy Spirit. But, the, you know, our nature is needed to understand that we are flawed, we are evil, we are sinful, we make lots of bad choices. And um, in a sense, it's just that from a cosmic authority deal, uh, you know, atheists and agnostics don't tend to go that way. They don't hold themselves to a cosmic authority, but they do struggle with the idea of what cosmic authority is in a sense of science and, and, and reduction and environment and all the things that they do concern themselves. You know, uh, it's true that all children by nature tend to rebel against uh, rules in their home. It's also true that millions of children receive tremendous love and protection from their parents who establishes rules in a family. So when children in those homes learn to get to uh, rest in the love and the trust and the wisdom of their parents, the home can become more like uh, heaven than, than hell. And a, and a similar thing happens when a person begins to rest in love and forgiveness and the wisdom of Christ. And, you know, the bottom line is, if you, just coming from a Christian perspective and an ideal your relationship to your spouse is how you learn how to integrate God into your life. Your relationship with your children is how God loves you. And so that's from a Christian perspective that we're learning that model while we're raising our children. And while we're married, we're learning how to love God through our acts in our family. That's from a Christian perspective. But with an atheist and an agnostic, it's all just about their experiences and their memories and what they took away from them and what they learned about the world from those experiences, and now they can go out in the world and be their own rugged individual, their own person, making their own path. You know, um, atheists, uh, like many others in the world and Christians, have no interest in committing their lives to a blind faith, um, such as a worldview that had no, no evidence to support it, so it's, it's a shot in the dark. Atheists and Christians are, are committed to living and even dying for what they've come to believe is the central purpose of their life on earth, you know? And so, you know, people don't die for a lie if they know it's a lie. You know, the apostles would have had to interact with the risen Christ and be fully convinced of his resurrection. Otherwise, they would have remained fearful, confused due to the death of their teacher, rather than the bold proclaimers willing to be martyrs for the risen Lord. You know, that that would, never would have gotten off the ground without plenty of eyewitnesses and testimonies supporting Christ's resurrection from the dead. And that comes from a Christian perspective. You know, uh, you know we all also share uh, from an agnostic and an uh, a atheist and a Christian perspective a longing to be loved unconditionally. You know, I doubt you'd find an atheist or Christian who did not long to be loved unconditionally as a child. And, and this universal longing continues not only into the teen years, but also throughout adulthood. So Christians, of course, point to Christ after discovering the ultimate answer to this longing. So it's based on a personal relationship with, with the Savior. And so in the natural realm, the love of mothers for their children is no minor miracle. It points to a higher love that is reflects God's unconditional love. 
And, uh, you know, we have to think about it in that way from a, a religious perspective. Now, from a non-religious perspective, I guess the feeling is, is that what a mother does with her child is what a mother does with their child. And quite frankly, you know, there's a lot of breeding stock out there of people who, who have sex and have children but don't have any accountability. And so, you know, there's a lot of that out there. Uh, thank God for foster care. Thank God for people that adopt. Um, but sadly, there's a lot of breeding stock. You know, and and with that said, it's it's not where you start, but where you finish that counts. And that both all all people believe in that. Where you finish it will ultimately depend on what you do. And, and with the love and grace of of, of God, you know, over two thousand years of Christ uh, being since He's been on this earth, it's only evident in human history, well, along with the resurrection, that the power to change your life today, tomorrow, and forever. Can happen, and the truth is, as an atheist and agnostic, you have the same thought process that your life can change whenever and however you want it to be. So it's interesting to get perspectives from different people, the different really knowledgeable people out there that have said a lot of things about agnostic and that are agnostic. And so, you know, if you look at a guy named uh, Simon Coldman, uh, he he's a uh, he said, uh, life is a series of experiences, and the journey rather than the end game is what a person lives for as an atheist. You know, he knows where it ends, and that's inevitable, so why not make it a fun journey? And uh, he says that he, I'm surrounded by friends and family. Having a positive effect on them makes me happy, while giving my kids opportunity, skills, empathy to enjoy their lives gives me an immediate sense of purpose, and I, I can't stop the inevitable so I'll just enjoy what I have and while I've got it. And I won't, after all, be around to regret that it was all for nothing. And that comes from an atheist uh, perspective right there. And that's a healthy perspective. Also, uh, there's a, a geneticist and a broadcaster, do Dr. Uh, Adam Rutherford. He said, to assume there's meaning to the universe is to misunderstand our cosmic insignificance. It's just self-centered and arrogant to think that there may be something that might bestow its secrets upon us if we look hard enough. The universe is indifferent to our existence, but we're not merely slaves to our genes. So a meaningless universe does not mean we live our lives without purpose. I am an atheist. This is what he says, Dr. Uh, Rutherford. I am an atheist in as much as the word means, um, you know, and I don't see evidence or the need for supernatural, but I try to live my life replete with purpose be kind, learn, discover as much as I can, share knowledge, relieve suffering, have uh, tons of fun. And, and that's why it's not pointless. We have power to create life and to show lives wonder. Uh, you know, so surely that's enough. And, and that's another atheist and I'd say a very healthy perspective on uh, living. Alam Shala, which is a physics teacher, he wrote uh, The Young Atheist's Handbook. And uh, here's just a couple of quotes from him. You know, yes, of course, I know that life is ultimately without meaning or purpose, but the trick is not to wake up every morning and feel that way. Cognitive dissonance, he says, <laughs> embrace it. Uh, create a sense of meaning and purpose by doing something useful with your life. Uh, be creative, you know, uh, and make it make make. Uh, Make bookshelves, write poetry, do stuff like that, and you will enjoy your life. And most importantly, find people you like and love and spend lots of time with them. Uh, have them over for dinner, throw parties for no other reason than you just want to spend time around the people that you love. And if you're really uh, stuck, eat rice and uh, doll, <laughs> is what he says. <laughs> I think this is a really interesting perspective. You know, the bottom line is there's so many people that are atheists, especially people that um, are out there and, and spending a lot of time in life doing great things. Uh, lecturers, uh, educators, authors. There's there's lots of people that me that do meaningful, productive lives as agnostics and atheists. You know. Um, they tend to be more focused on the joy of life, of the joy of living, uh, finding uh, a lot of joy in travel and, and, and helping people and learning. Uh, you'll find a lot of atheism in higher learning, and that's because uh, people tend to attach themselves to their knowledge uh, rather than to, to, to a god. 
And so that's, you know, sometimes that can be a struggle. Sometimes that can be a bad thing. But if they choose to go down that path, they have the right to go down that path. And so that's the interesting thing about that. You know, um, I have a thought process. One of the greatest, I believe, one of the greatest voids in human life is is being agnostic and atheist. You know, there's with all this majesty, power, beauty that we continuously behold, that that. that atheists and agnostics can't seem to accept the concept that God is in all that has been created. He's in the tree. Jesus is the branch. The Holy Spirit is the nourishment and we're the fruit. And you know, instead of looking at the how did God create our world, we need to understand why did God create our world? Life only has meaning when it is shared with one another and our memories with each other are, are the only legacy that we ever leave behind. And if a person can get out of their past and the fears of the future, they can actually see Jesus within each of us. And to do that, you have to exist in the moment you're in, only there, not in the future, not in the past, only in the moment you're in. And that's when you discover your spirituality. That's why meditation, prayer, all these common things are so good because they hold you into the moment that you're in. And if you can learn to live that way, you can live an incredible life. You know, I always say this, that we're souls living a human life. Our soul is our journey that we're invited through our faith and our willingness to serve others through our passions. And and every decision you will ever make in your life including to be an atheist or an agnostic, is a leap of faith. You know, to, to, uh, to understand as a theist, if, if, they're, if they're actually reasonable theists, you know, the desire for truth leaves a person open to a life with God. In reaching Jesus, it, it takes a capacity to analyze from the views of recorded history, science, doctrine, archaeology, anthropology, philosophy, faith, human psychology. Sadly, to be an expert in any one of these areas is a lifetime achievement. Therefore, the atheist will take their view from what angle that they're, they're most familiar with and draw conclusions based on that, not on the entire merit of all these different directions that I just mentioned. You know, the, the safer person feels, the more likely they are to operate via free will without accountability until life becomes a crisis. And it's in the middle of this existential angst when they realize without God, they are desperately alone and headed for potential failure. And that's where God comes in and scoops you up. Always forgiving you. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. You can do that through our webpage at voiceamerica.com empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, here's an atheist gravestone idea. Here lies an atheist all dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> remember this. This is how the atheist Bible begins. In the beginning, man created God. Also remember, if your best friend is an atheist, remember that since they are an atheist, they don't believe in you either. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.